from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Uh, what? Uh, oh man, let me stop. Yo, that, yo, that thing went kind of hard though. You like that? That was kind of hard. I think you almost ruined it by trying to freestyle on the I beat. was about to, man, but this is not Josh Cohen and the home team. <laughs> That's so right. I did not want to... For the fans that don't know who I am, I'm Dean Thomas, and I did not want to ruin my reputation right off the jump and mess it up with a bad freestyle. I saved that for Josh Cohn and the home team. Please do. From four to six. Please do. We, keep it, we keep it professional here on Ken LaVica Live. Professional. Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm Dean Thomas, the UFC's fight nerd, and that is Ken, that's Ken Stone Labanowitz on Ken LaVica Live. All right. Tua Tagovailoa. Mm, How'd, I do? How'd I do it? Close do enough. It? Close enough? Yeah, you can try one more time. Tua Tagovailoa. Bingo. Tagovailoa. It's Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. Um, see, you know why I always get that wrong? It's hard. Dude. No, it's not, it's not that it's, it's hard. Impossible. It's impossible. It's, it's not that it's hard. I mean, it is hard, but it's, that's not the reason why I get it wrong. I get it wrong because I always want to say Tai Tuivasa. Oh, okay. See, now that's you know what real. I'm saying? That's real. Tai Tuivasa is a fighter out of New Zealand. So I always want to say Tai Tuivasa. So when I say Tua Tungavailoa, I always say Tua whatever. I don't know. I, I just always confuse the names. I'm with you. What do you think about Giannis's last name? <laughs> Antetokadepo Depo. That, dude, you hit it first try. <laughs> yeah. That, that's it right there. I don't even, I don't even attempt <laughs> I've I've never gotten it right. In fact, for seven years I've always said it, Antikadepo Depo, <laughs> and that's what it is to me. That's just what it is. Now. That's fine. Yeah. Hey, but about this Tua guy though. Yeah. Third concussion this season. Third concussion. So he's out, according to Coach. Uh, what's his name? Mike McDaniel's. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, so Mike McDaniel said he's out. He's in concussion protocol. The game against. The Packers, they don't know which play it was, but he's having symptoms of a concussion. So he is out. Teddy Bridgewater will be taking the snap on Sunday. But as for Tua, you have to start the question. When is it when is enough is enough? And when is it time to say, Man, maybe you shouldn't be playing. Maybe you ain't built for this. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think it's depending on who you ask, is how long or short of an answer you're gonna get. I also think that it it comes down to the nitty gritty how you were raised. You know, what coaches you surrounded yourself with in your younger life. Like, for a lot of players, and I, I, I can speak, you know, from being in a few locker rooms, there are guys who don't give a damn about their brain. And you know that as an MMA fighter. Yeah. Like, there are guys who just simply don't care. Yeah. Right? So, as soon as they get cleared, they want to be back on the field. Two is very religious, so I would like to think that he does take things like this a lot more seriously. He has a less than one-year-old son, just got married this year. So, God, this, this answer could go on for a while. I, I personally... Don't think that he's going to hang it up. I think he will sit out the rest of this season. Mind you, there are only two games left in the regular season. The Dolphins are fighting for a playoff spot. Two is really passionate about the sport, loves this Dolphins team. This is a very small window that they do have to make the playoffs and possibly make a run. So all hope is on Teddy Bridgewater right now. But, Dean, I, don't, I, I can't answer it. It's tough, right? Like, How, how are we going to speak on somebody else's life? See, and you that's have, the problem because we can't. We can't. But, but, but you, we have all of these shows. Right, these national media syndicates, whether it's television, whether it's radio, trying to say, hey, player safety this, player safety that. None of you gave a damn when you were playing, when you were wearing pads and had a helmet on your head. 
You almost forget. They forget. They forget what it was like. They do. And they forget because on the outside looking in, it's easy to look from the outside and in and go, oh, that's not safe. You know, he needs to stop. That's not safe. He needs to stop. But when you're in it, you're like, man, this is this is what I love. This is what I know. This is what I do. Don't strip me of that. And this is my identity. Don't strip me of my identity because you don't deem it safe. Don't strip me of my identity is, I think, the real thing at play here because there are a lot of players who don't report their concussion symptoms. Dean, I was one of them, and I'm sure as a fighter, you were one of them, right? Like, you know, I got a concussion right now. You know, you were banged up, yeah, but you just weren't going to say anything because you know, you needed that check. Mm -hmm. You know, you wanted to be on a schedule and UFC down the road, maybe two, three months. Like you didn't want to report your symptoms. And I think for Tua's sake, he may be glad that we don't necessarily know what play it is, even though we do. There was a play where he did get rid of a pass where he did whack the back of his head on the ground. But for Tua's sake and my sake, at playing the same position and thousands of other kids and grown men's sake, you don't report your concussion symptoms because look what we're doing right now. There are people in the media who are legitimately forcing this kid to hang up the shoulder pads. For what? This ain't your life. This is not your decision. But you think because you, you claim to know statistics behind CTE and what it does to your brain post-playing the sport and stuff... It's really hard. I don't want to overstep any boundaries. I just have a uh, feeling that obviously two is not done yet. Well, I, th- I think, like you said, I think it does come down to the individual and what we. And it's hard for me to even say this with a straight face and be honest, but it, but what we deem is safe for that individual, because, like you said, like for Tua, you know, he's got a family, he's religious, and maybe he wants to have a life afterwards and do things after football's over. But there are a lot of people who play sports, because I know it from a lot of fighters. There are guys that just have that dog in them, and they don't care. Like, they really go into fights thinking, I can die, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. This is just, I know I'm going to have brain damage, and I don't care. Don't take this from me. This is my life. This is what I choose to do. This is what I dedicate myself to. Don't take this from me. I don't know if Tua has that personality. I don't know him personally. If he has that personality, it's not even a question. If he has that personality, I'm like, listen, let him play. <laughs> put, him in, put him in Sunday. And, and Dean, this is where things uh, kind of ante up, right? Because you're asking what kind of personality he has. Well, I think it supersedes that. This is a contract year coming up. Like He is, is, is playing basically for his career right now. If he took the Dolphins to the playoffs, like if he didn't, if he wasn't in concussion protocol and takes this team – Beats the Patriots, beats the Jets in the last week of the season. This kid's a franchise quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. This kid's getting his bag. Mm -hmm. But now that all this is happening, this is up. But isn't the team looking at this though? Man, maybe he's kind of a a question mark. Can we really really give him the bag and this dude is getting headaches all the time? So, Dean, you're Tua, and you're hearing people say that, which they are saying that. Mm -hmm. They are asking that question. You have to come back and play more, right? You have to earn your stripes. I'm showing, I'm showing up with my, my shoulder pads on the wrong way. Talking about where are we? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? 100%. <laughs> so with, with this being said, and it took us this short of a time to kind of get to, duh, he's going to come back as soon as he gets cleared. Who are these guys saying that he needs to hang up the shoulder pads? Are these guys trying to get endorsements from mental health companies? Are they trying to, like, what's your motive here in trying to tell to a tongue of Iloa, a grown-ass man to hang up the shoulder pads? Who are you? Who are you to determine what this kid wants to do with his life, whether he's safe 
whether he should still continue playing the sport. He's very injury prone. He does carry an asterisk by his name at this point in his career. But you're right. Like, I would show up with my shoulder pads on the wrong way, too. Like, put me in the game, coach. No mouthpiece, don't give a damn. Like, I, I got a, a point to prove to people. See, but the problem is, is there has to be some sort of precedent that we do set to where there has to be somebody overseeing it to go, okay, this is just not safe. Because, I mean, obviously, we wear seatbelts for a reason, right? For safety. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there has to be. But where do we draw that line? So, I'm going to ask LaVica Live Nation, call in. 888-760-3776. Where do we draw the line? When is it okay to tell these players that they can play or not? Is it okay to, for us to be telling Tua to play? And should Tua hang up the shoulder pad? Should he call it quits? Should he call it quits? Should he play? Is it our place to tell him whether or not he can play? Let me know what you think. 888-760-3776. Now, for me, like, I'm torn on it. I think it really does come down to, like, individual basis because I don't think that there is a real line that we can draw. There's no line in the sand that we can draw to say, all right, this is what it is. is." I mean, I think it really does come down to an individual basis and probably doctors, like certified physicians, and they can look at a brain and look at a person and go, all right, man, you know what? Man, you've just had enough. Now that's, I think, along the lines of also being a dangerous precedent to set, right? Who's yeah, this, I know because who, now we're because like it could be like who's this right doctor? on the line. Who's this doctor? Yeah, and if, it's if right he's on, getting money, you know, he's like, yo, make, tell him he could play. We need him one hundred percent. And you're talking about guys getting seven hundred twenty thousand dollars game checks. It's like you're keeping me out of that. Like I got to send that back home to the family and stuff. So who is this doctor, right? That woke up at ten thirty in the morning and shows up to the facility at three p.m. Who's he to tell me that I can't play? But I was here at 6. I've spent the last 21 years literally trying to get to this point right here. Dean, I, I think you'll enjoy this take. It's pretty thought-provoking, and it's my favorite that I've seen on the Tuatunga-Vailoa situation. I know you saw the video of the play, and I'm hoping that where you Where he did. banged his head? Where he banged his head. Yeah. So if we're saying that is the play, I want somebody to do an experiment. I don't have the time to do it. I know there are people out there who do, people who live in their basement and just sit there on social media. Please do this. I haven't seen it yet. Go through every single play of an NFL game. Every single play. Could be college as well, but go through every single play in an NFL football game. Show me the pulling guard who has to climb to the next level and smacks helmets with that Mike linebacker. Boom. We'll tally that concussion. Show me the safety who is running down the alley and the running back who bounces an outside zone. Outside smacks him, right? Shoulder to helmet contact. Boom, tally that as a concussion. Like, we could go on each and every play. Think about a defensive end like J.J. Watt in an offensive tackle. There are blindside blocks, like there's receivers coming in, and, and typically it's just deemed nice hit on J.J. Watt. But boom, he got hit in the head. It's a concussion. Mm-hmm. But we want to magnify it. We want to emphasize on Tua being the one who got hit in the head. What about the other Why is it, because, is it because Tua is the quarterback and the kind of the face in the franchise? He's and, a, and Ken the uses, poster boy. Oh, my God, yes. And Ken uses his phrase a lot. He's the most divisive player in the NFL right now. Like, he's so topical. Why is he where, so divisive? Be, because he is an Alabama guy, right? Comes from the most prestigious college or of the pinnacle of college, you know, universities in all of the country, national championship after national championship. He's super religious. Right, that's another thing a lot of people like to go after. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, Deion Sanders, like the list goes on and on. And he's just soft. He also plays in an organization that hasn't been to the playoffs or won a playoff game in God knows how long. Like there are so many things that come into it that we just want to poke him for. 
And yeah, it is. We want to zoom in on that play and say, here's the play that got him concussed because that's just how social media works nowadays. But show me the other players getting concussions on every other play because I'm sure of it. NFL teams run 70 to 90 plays in an NFL game. Maybe a little less than that, depending on the day, the weather, all the circumstances. Everybody's getting concussed, man. Why are we zooming in on Tua? Why do we even even take it to this length? I don't know. Well, I mean, his obviously his plays are more pronounced. Like yeah. We can watch his plays and go, okay, this is what happened. We see it, and obviously he's more effective because he is the poster boy. And he touches the, the ball team. every he touches, single play. He touches the ball every single play. You know, he's the, you know, he's the quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you kind of have to put the spotlight on him. You have to have him under a magnifying glass. But you're right. Like, everybody on that team is probably somewhat concussed in some way or has some type of brain trauma going on. So, when I coached Greg Hardy, I coached Greg Hardy for the beginning of his MMA career. Now, he obviously played for the Panthers and the Cowboys. Yep. And when he came to MMA, everybody thought he was going to be the next big thing. Because he was a football player, and he was, you know, this you know, tremendous pro bowler. Brute strength. Brute strength, and everybody thought he was going to be so great, and they were like, oh, he's just going to go out there and knock everybody out. And I remember, like, talking to his managers and all that stuff, they were like, man, just we just got to get his hands right so he can knock people out. I said, listen, not so fast. <laughs> I said, not so fast. This guy has been playing football his entire career, his entire life. Since he was five years old, he's been playing football. I said, we don't know his ability to take a punch. So we need to make sure he has a full, well-rounded game as opposed to going out there trading punches with other heavyweights. And look what happened. Early in his career when he was going up against the cab driver, it worked. <laughs> he was a star. He was knocking everybody out. But then when things changed and he got up against some people that could defend themselves and knew how to punch back, we saw all them old concussions from playing football come back. And every time he got touched, he went down. I'm telling you. Everybody on that football field is suffering from some type of injury to the head. It, it, it's so simply stated. And it's something that's not brought up right now as we sit in our ESPN studios, right? We have Sports Center up. We have Undisputed up. We have First Take going right now. Like, two is on the screen. And nobody's talking about the other guys on the field. So it's like one of the most, I think, underrated takes of them all because show me the linebackers who have to steady fill these gaps. They're cracking helmets left and right every other play. Like I said, they're defending an offense for 70 plays on average in an NFL game, college game. doesn't matter the level. High school even worse. These kids are cracking heads and there's nobody to hold them accountable, right? There's a trainer who gets paid minimum wage who doesn't give a damn who wants to just go eat McDonald's after the game. Nobody's holding anybody accountable. And I find that the hardest part. Like, why are we doing this to Tua? We are single-handedly bringing this guy's career to the ground, crashing and burning, trying to tell somebody, a grown-ass man at that, that he should hang it up. Well, because this is his third time going into In a single pro- season. Right. Has anybody ever else been in three times? Or, or is it just they probably should have, but they, no one just paid attention to it? There it is. Of course they have. Of course there's been people that have had three concussions in a season. But you don't report them. So, but the problem was is that we had to look at this differently because of that one play, that one play that happened earlier this season when Tua gets up, tries to walk it off, he shakes his head out, and he stumbles again. So you had you, he kind of did this on himself. <laughs> I think in you, a way, in a way, I think you could argue that, right? So in boxing, when you get hit and you go down, what do they say? They give you ten seconds. They say stay down. Okay. You know why they say stay down? No. And, and oh, because they, you'll get up and fall. Because, yeah, because if you get up too too quickly, you're going to fall back down. 
and then they can stop the fight. So they say, take a knee. Take a knee. When they count to eight, wow. then stand up. All right? But give yourself a second to get your cobwebs back together, get yourself together again. Then you can stand up. Now, had Tua not skipped out on his boxing training, he would have been able to take stay down for a little bit, got himself together, and then he would have walked it off, and we probably wouldn't be in this situation right now. But because of that one play where he stumbled as he got up too fast, now we had to put him under the microscope. So it's interesting you bring that up because a few weeks following that week three stumble at home against the Buffalo Bills, they then put spotters up in some of the boxes, right? Some of the press boxes, some of the seats up there in the stadium. And they were then looking for symptoms of a stumble. And I believe the word I really don't want to be off here, but ataxia is, I think, the word that these spotters were responsible for looking out for. So if Tua were to take a knee, right, for the eight seconds, that person sitting in the press box would have been like, flagged them. Flagged them. And it happened a few weeks later that they flagged them. And Teddy Bridgewater was then the victim of being tagged by a taxi. So it was that very next week the Dolphins were playing the Jets right after the Buffalo Bills, right when Tua Tungavailoa was in concussion protocol, not starting. Teddy Bridgewater starting. First play of the game, Teddy gets hit in the head. He was stumbled, and boom, that spotter up there getting paid God knows how long, not even a real job, looking for a taxia. They saw a taxia, flagged Teddy Bridgewater, in comes the third-string quarterback, Skylar Thompson, and they lose that ball game to the Jets. So it's a dangerous precedent that we've been talking about the whole time. Like, there is no line to draw. You're dealing in specific instances with a bunch of different players in different positions. There are wide receivers in corners who go up trying to catch a ball, right? Come down from midair, smash their head. I was just about to say, no one gets blown up like wide receivers, though. Nobody. And, like, you never really hear about them being in, like, these protocols or these situations where they— People tell them to hang it up. No, but the NFL will golf clap themselves for calling targeting on a player who hit a defenseless receiver, right? That's us making progress. I have air quotes around me saying progress because that's just a facade. That's something that we do to say, hey, we're making progress in this. But realistically, these wide receivers are getting banged up. Like there are guys who go up to try to catch a 50-50 ball, come down out of bounds, and whack their head. We don't say a damn thing about it. Roll on, next play. Because that person plays wide receiver. See, that's, that's my biggest problem with this whole thing is that this is not about safety and health. And we try to and we're trying to make this about safety and health. And this is not about safety and health. This is just about these pencil pushers trying to right on. say and act like they're doing something for the good of the sport and just saying, "All right, you know what? So we're going to just use you know Tua as the guinea pig and just put him on the, as the example that we are trying to have progress in in the NFL." You've never been more right. Let's talk about some of those pencil pushers. So, a few weeks ago, on these uh, nationally syndicated television shows, right? Whether it's Get Up with Mike Greenberg, Bart Scott, a few of the guys that, that you know are on that show, whether it's First Take. So Bart Scott, a few weeks ago, made a quote. Chris, I don't know if you could find it. Dean, I would love for you to hear this. It was Bart Scott on Get Up talking. He, re- he, he compared Tua Tungabailoa to Pat White, another player at his position who suffered a... The Jets, right? I believe a career-ending injury. <gasps> and... What Bart Scott did on Get Up was say, "Hey, he better take it careful. He don't want to end up like Pat White making a oh, wait, that's- making a, 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 a just a pure joke." Now right. I may be way inaccurate with it. Here it is from Get Up a few weeks ago. Health concerns are a little bit for me. Was that yeah. part of your reasoning for not picking him? Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, listen, ten years is a long time. I'm yeah, also yeah. lucky. He, he's one oh. hit away from being Pat White and going to play baseball. Well, well, hopefully that doesn't uh, that doesn't happen <laughs> tomorrow. 
<laughs> We're going to just move on. Tomorrow, our NBA doubleheader on ESPN. One of the most ridiculous statements you can make on national television. Says that. Basically, compared- So, hold on. What, what team did Pat White play for? God, man. I, I played quarterback at West Virginia. And, yeah, he did go to play for, I believe, the Jets or whoever it was. I, I don't remember correctly. But a travesty, right, the way Pat White's career ended. Mm-hmm. And then Bart Scott, Christian, I want you to find this as well, then goes on Get Up and talks about player safety in, in the most passionate way that he could. Talking about Tua shouldn't play again. We have to start caring about player safety, this and that. This was months before that Pat White statement. So there's your pencil pusher right there. He gets on saying Tua should not be back in that game against Buffalo Bills. We have to start taking player safety. We have to start taking that seriously. We can't be putting these guys in harm's way. And then goes and wants to make a joke comparing Tua Tungavailoa to Pat White's injury. Like, at that point, what are we doing? Everybody that's talking to you on your TV is lying to you. Well, that's the thing is it you have to make a decision. Like, whatever side you're on. Like, if you are talking about player safety in the NFL, then we might as well just make the NFL flag football. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, if because it's good. No. It's a dangerous sport. And that's what I like when we talk like we always talk about like fighter safety. It's like they get inside of a cage and punch each other and choke each other until they're unconscious. Until they're unconscious, right? And and they're bleeding. Like it's dangerous. Like that is the inherent risk that you take. So you know and the players know, everyone knows that it's going to be dangerous. So why are we talking like there should there shouldn't like player safety like the rules are, are what is what keeps them safe. Yeah, I would love to get political and kind of out the people that are the reason we do this for. I won't do that, though. And, and I think what's most embarrassing for me, being a young kid, being 24, like guys like you, Dean, you used to watch the Lawrence Taylors play. You used to watch the Ray Ninskys, the Ronnie Lotts, who used to— Boy, Ronnie Lott was my boy! Used to crack skulls and, you, mm-hmm. and, and used to make people proud, right? Yeah. You talk about that Dallas Cowboy defense, that Chicago Bear defense. Like, they were laying wood on people. Mm-hmm. And that, w- that was when the NFL was at its peak, and— here we are today, you know, roughing the passer calls because a defensive lineman wants to put his body weight on a quarterback. Like, I think as a young guy, it's a little embarrassing. Like, I still want to see Sean Taylor lay somebody out in the Pro Bowl. I, I want to. I think we all do. But there are certain people that we have to cater to nowadays, right? That uh, the ones who complain and make reviews on Yelp, right? When their food came out a little undercooked. Like, we have to cater to these certain people. I know, the, man. It, it's, it's, it's all about terrible. The, the almighty dollar. It's all about. It's all about the almighty dollar and catering to those who want to complain about stuff that, because they're miserable in their life, they want to make everybody else miserable and complain about stuff. Sure. The spokesperson of this CTE development company, right, trying to climb the rank. I, I think it's unfair to a ball player that we are, are, are telling a kid that he shouldn't be playing this sport. Who the hell are you to tell anybody they shouldn't be doing anything? Well, that's what I'm saying, like, and that's why I think it does come down to individual cases. But ultimately, the decision should be Tua's. Like, if he has got that dog in him, is like, yo, this is my life, which I think he does. This, like, this is my life. This is what I was born to do. I was put on this earth to play football. You are not taking this from me. Then who are we to stop him? Like, yeah, hey man, go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I see about it. Like, hey. Just make sure you don't you don't mess up the plays, and if you mess up the plays, then we gotta take you out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like if you can do the plays, <laughs> I don't care if you got your helmet on backwards. I mean that's that's the cold hard truth, and I think I think most people, like the higher percentage of fans, would sign off on that that petition and whatnot. But and I also Dean just uh, got word we thought Pat Pat White got drafted by the Jets, now he got drafted by the Dolphins in 2009. Oh, he got drafted by the Dolphins? Yeah. Who told you that? You just look that up. Or somebody was like, yeah, these guys don't know what they're talking about. No, I looked it up. I looked it up. Perfect. All right, well, listen. 
Take a quick break. When we come back, I had a crazy last couple of days, and I'm going to test your sports knowledge to see how well you know these cities. Love it. All right. And, uh, and these are the cities that I was in the last couple of days. I'm Dean. That's Stone Labanowitz on Ken LaVica Live. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Welcome back to Ken LaVica Live. I am Dean Thomas. That is Stone Labanowitz. Dean Thomas, the UFC's fight nerd. The UFC's class clown. You see me on the ESPN broadcast. You hear me during the fight broadcast on pay-per-view. I love when I do. I chime in every once in a while. Yes, you do. And it's usually just fire analysis. Fire! Speaking of fire, I know you got some fire coming from... The people, Baptist, the good people, people, the good of, Baptist people of Baptist Health. It's yeah. always fire. It's always when fire. you're dealing with Baptist Health. First off, though, Dean, who sings this song? Lil Yachty, Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> now let me just get a, a word out there from Baptist Health for some of the best people around, and Ken loves them dearly. Got a question though? Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain and need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit Baptist Health. .net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians in leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Thank you very much, Stone Labanowitz. Now, breaking news. Do we have music for breaking news? Because this is breaking news. And before we get into anything else, I want to break this news. Ooh. Because because this comes to us from. You got to put on your Theo Dorsey voice. And this comes to us from Daily Loud. I don't know if it's accurate or how factual it is, but they are verified. But breaking news. Hooters is shutting down and rebranding. After new study shows that millennials aren't into, well, let's just say Hooters. So, one more time, Dean, one more time. Hooters is shutting down and rebranding after the new study shows that millennials aren't into, and I'll just say Hooters. Now, Stone, is this factual? All right, so a millennial is from what range? I have no idea, man. You should know this. All I know about the millennial. Because I, I believe Gen Z is from 2000 and up. Up to this point? Yeah, so the, Millennials is probably from the 90, 88, 88, 90 to, to the 2000 range? Yeah, 85 to 2000. Okay, so I guess I qualify, right, by default? Are you are you a Millennial? 98, baby. Okay, you're, you're a Millennial? Right on that back end of being a Millennial. I'm not, uh-huh. quite, not quite Gen Z. Dean, right. I still care about Hooters, man. You do? I don't know who the hell signed but is that, is that for that real, study. Though? Is that real? Yeah, it's a real study. That's a real study? Of course. But is it really real that Hooters is rebranding? I would, I would imagine that that has a lot to do with, uh, I don't know necessarily, maybe specific stores. We got to ask the people though, Dean. You know we do. Do we still care? Do we still care? Millennials. <laughs> millennials. Or, I don't care who you are, millennial, Calling Gen Z, all millennials. Calling all millennials. Calling, calling all, all boomers. Gen Z, calling all boomers. Listen, if you are able to pick up a phone, because I mean, in some way we are all connected, do we still care? About Hooters. 
Do we still care? Should Hooters be rebranding? Do we still care? Call 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. I got to know. I got to know. Do we care about... Do we care about this? Yeah, but it's a good question on rebranding. I think it would be like specific stores and stuff. It's a pretty bold article to even put out in the first place here. I got but I'm gonna be honest with you, Stone. And but this is this is just me. (laughs) I don't really care. Oh, all right. I'm more I'm more of a bottom guy. (laughs) Okay, so so in this in this uh, the study that they're doing on the people of America or the people in the world, right? Hooters is worldwide. They say, if you don't, mm-hmm. you know, other. So you're in the other box. You're talking about that bottom half. Right. You don't necessarily care what's going on up top. Right. Respect to you. I think I feel the same way. So I, I think they should, they should rebrand and just call it trunks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I don't. So, so what would the mascot be? So instead of an owl with some big eyes, it would be a tree with a, a nice stump? It'd be, a, it'd be like a tarantula. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Come and get, big your, old bottom. Come and get yeah. your wings at Trump. Yeah. You see, but now I think we're playing a dangerous game here, right? Because how do you hire these beautiful women, right? At, at Trunks. I, I, you know, I think we're playing. We're, tough. We're, 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 we're walking. The same, way, the same way you hire them at, at Hooters, you know, the same way. <laughs> yeah, it is t- technically the same way. But, yeah, I think that's where they're treading the, treading the dangerous line there. But we just had to know. We had to ask the people. I had to know. I had to ask the people. I wanted to know, do we still care? Like, I don't really care. So pretty wild article from pretty, Daily Loud. Pretty wild article. If this is real, uh, I look forward to seeing how they rebrand and how they bounce back from this. But I had a crazy last couple of days. The holiday season was crazy for me. I was in four metropolitan cities in the last couple of days. And not necessarily no, – well, one, uh, yeah, one of them is known for sports. But the other three are not necessarily – well, actually four more. So I'm going to give you a couple of different cities. Now, I'm going to give you some facts All right. about these cities. And I want to know if you are going to be able to tell me the city based on the facts that I give you, the sports knowledge. How good are you at sports knowledge? Man, I am ready. I am ready for this, I, and I got full confidence. So this is these are places that you went on this holiday break, this Christmas yeah, break. this Christmas break. Okay. so Up, until, some, up until yesterday. So you saw some fam, you were doing some work. All right, yeah, I got yeah. full confidence in my Full ability. confidence in this? Yeah. All right. So, um... This first one. This one, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a, a really strong one first. Okay. All right. All right. And this one in 1980. Oh yeah. Know a lot about that. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. In 1980, the four major sports teams played for their respective championships. Hmm. Boston. Nope. All right, I got more clues. Don't worry, I got more clues. I would love another clue there. So For we're sure. talking 1980. This is four respective teams in different sports playing all four. All the four. ultimate prize for the ultimate prize. Mm. Mm. All right, give me my it other clue. Bo- Boston is a good is a good guess. It's though. a great guess. It's a great guess. Right there, when that, that's a bird era. That's yeah. all when all the guys were getting money. Great guess. All right, so um, the union plays here. I love the music. Added a good okay, touch. so this one's pretty simple. So we're talking about the union that is the MLS team that resides in Philadelphia. Hey, uh-huh. that is correct. You know where they play? As far as the specific city? Yeah. Well, I mean, not the specific city, the specific park. Mm. Mm. No, I do not know what park. Uh, Subaru Park. Subaru Park. Yeah, the union plays at Subaru Park. 
My other clues, if like if we were to keep going, I was going to ask you if I was going to uh, just bring in the Broad Street Bullies. Okay. Would that have gotten it for you? I think so. And then um, also I was going to say uh, Mark Wahlberg actually walked onto their football team. Yeah, that would have done it for me, baby. Yeah, that would have done it, Because right? that is a one of my favorite movies of all time. Is it time. really? Invincible. <laughs> you know, and anytime there's a... Somebody on Twitter who asked what's the greatest sports movie, I always insert my opinion. I put it Invincible. Vince that, Papali. Vince Papali? Was that his name in the movie? That was his name in the movie. I, you know what? I've never seen it, but I guess I have to go back and watch that because if you are vouching for this movie, I'm going... Please do. You'll uh, enjoy it. All right. All right. So now I was in Philadelphia. Got so the, One for one. One for one. The next city, it hosts the Coca-Cola 600. Can we get the, yeah, can we get the music, please? The Coca-Cola 600. Hmm. I'm going to go. I can You don't have to answer. You can just. You can ask for another clue. I will ask for another clue. Okay. The next clue. They also host golf's Wells Fargo Championship. I watch the Wells Fargo every year. I watched it this year. I figured you would. These are good clues. Mm-hmm. I hate to do this, but I'm going to go Massachusetts. No. No. Don't worry. I give you. I got more clues. I will take, for another clue. I will I take my clues. third clue, sir. Right. They have an, a WNBA team. Well, they had a WNBA team from 1988 to 2006, and the name of the team was The Sting. I got more clues. Run out of clues and then you just lost. But I, I'm gonna try to get, help you out as much as best you can. I would love another clue here. Right. Shout out to the NBA. Hey, uh, I am a big fan of whatever team the Sting plays on. Very avid watcher of the WNBA. Sorry, yeah. I did not know that. All right. So the next clue is um, they are where the Bank of America Stadium is. I am ashamed of myself. I was born and raised. In this city, in this state, Dean Thomas, we're talking about Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, yes. Oh, you were born in Charlotte. How did you not get this? How dare I? My mother is going to be ashamed of me. Ashamed of you. I love Bank of America Stadium. I'm sure I've been to Coca Cola that race when I was a kid wearing earmuffs. I was a Tony Stewart diehard. I'm ashamed of myself right now. Charlotte, North Carolina is where I got my first uh, actual jujitsu lesson. Ooh. Yeah, I drove to Charlotte, North Carolina in 1996 and took a two-day, four-hour-a-day seminar with Hicks and Gracie in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am sure that is on a deck of UFC trivia playing cards. Yeah, it should be. Where did Dean Thomas take his first jiu-jitsu lesson, folks? Yeah. That would be Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm two for two. Took me a minute, 1996. All right, two for two. All right, this one, I don't have a lot of clues on this one, but this one's going to be tough anyway. Uh this they have the NHL team, the Hurricanes. Oh come! What? What's going on here, Dean? Because we're talking about Carolina, right? So this is the city that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Dean, this is a trick question because this NHL team is named the Carolina Hurricanes. I know, but where where are they located? Sa- South Carolina. No. What city are they located? In? Raleigh, North Carolina. That is correct. Hey, he got it. He got it. I did not think you were going to get that. They also they have a basketball team, the Firebirds. 
the Firebirds, they also have the... Uh, Did you know about that one? North Carolina State Wolfpack, I believe, resides out of Raleigh. I may be wrong there, but yeah, that, that yeah. is the one you should have gone with. Yeah, my my, uh, my niece plays soccer for... I do. I did she, know that. Yeah, she's got an NIL deal with Adidas. Ooh! Yeah. I'm like, yo, hook a, hook a brother up with a, some Adidas. You That's know messed what I'm up. You're asking for hookups, Dean. I am. That's messed up. All the people I'll be hooking up, man, she can, she can turn around and hook it up for me. Dean, this sounds like, yeah, absolutely. Dean, this sounds, man, you're just getting tugged in all these different directions on Christmas. This is terrible from this your is, family. They I just know. say, hey, come here, come there, come here. Oh, you got to be here. And it's just all on, hey, okay, fine, I'll be there. And I got, I got a couple more, actually. Oh, I'm excited. I got a couple more. I, I don't think you're going to get this one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz you anyway. But you this, was, that, this was fun. You thought that about the last I one? I thought that about Riley, too. So this is where uh, Lonnie Walker played his high school basketball. All righty. Lonnie Walker played high school basketball here. Next clue, please. There is no next clue. Okay. That's the only, that's the only, thing, that's the only thing going for this town in terms of sports. Shout out to Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh! <laughs> How did you know that? How did you know that? <laughs> that is where Lonnie Walker played his ball. Then he came to play at the University of Miami. Was an absolute hooper for the Canes. And, of course, you know, threw a little chunk of change on the Canes here and there, Dean. So I, uh, how did you know he played at, at Reading? Just a few roster checks here and there. Just how extensive my sports knowledge is, Dean. So I and I went to a basketball game at Reading High and watched the Red Knights play, and it was fascinating. And I am going to start going to high school basketball games. Yeah, Palm Beach County's it's, it's got a lot, lot. It's a lot of fun, man, going to a high school basketball game and just watching everything that goes on, and then like the different people that are in there. Like it's it was a lot of fun, especially when you get uh, two teams full of prospects. Yeah. Full of recruits, basically, who have some offers and stuff, and you get to watch them go head-to-head. It's pretty nice. And because of Lonnie Walker playing at Reading High, they have a strong basketball program. So, like, right now, Reading High is undefeated. So, like, for me to sit in there and watch this team play, I was like, and everybody, on the, all the players on the team look like Trey Young. Oh, yeah. I, Every I would, last one of them. I would believe that. Yeah, all had the hair and the, the little wispy hair. You got last one for me? Last one. Last one. Scotty Skiles played there. Okay, come on. Next clue. Who the hell is Scotty Skiles? <laughs> Anthony Hardaway played here. Keep going. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal played here. You were in Louisiana. No. Um, this one I forfeit. Is it was Orlando? Oh, I didn't God. have a lot of clues. I thought you. I thought you would get it on on. Uh, you know what you did no. was give me the wrong name of Penny Hardaway, and you said Anthony Hardaway. Anthony. Is that a real person? Dave? That's his real name. Anthony Hardaway. Oh, is his that's real name. Penny's real name. Yeah. Respect to you, Dean, if that's the case, but I'm pretty sure his name's Penny Hardaway. It's Anthony. I did not know that. All right, listen, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap this show up. I'm Dean at Stone. This is Ken LaVica Live. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oregon taking on North Carolina. The storyline there is I think Drake May is playing in that game, a quarterback who stepped into the transfer portal and then hopped right uh Back onto that roster. A little weird there. So you got the Texas Bowl. Texas Tech taking on Lane Kiffin and mm. Ole Miss. That is a big one. And uh, those are necessarily games going on tonight. Dean, I want to uh, ask your picks on these games. So let's go UCF-Duke. Duke minus three. Man, I, listen, I'm not going against my almost modern. Okay. UCF is going to win this game. So UCF plus three. Love yeah. that from Dean Thomas there, the football expert. Who do you got? You got that same? Don't worry about pick? it. Okay. Liberty Bowl, Kansas, Arkansas. Arkansas minus two and a half. Who you rocking with? I'm going with Kansas, baby. Them Jayhawks. Ooh. Kansas plus two and a half. So we got two dogs here from Dean mm-hmm. Thomas, folks. Take this advice wisely. Oregon, North Carolina. 
Oregon minus 13. This is 8 p.m. on Fox. Tonight. Oregon minus 13. Or listen, Oregon got the best uniforms in all of college sports, probably all of sports in, in general. So got to go with Oregon. Great analysis there from Dean Thomas. All right, the Texas Bowl. Texas Tech is taking on Mississippi. The Rebels. Ole Miss minus three and a half. Who you got here? Texas Tech. Oh, you yeah, like the Red yeah, I like, Raiders. You know why I like the Red Raiders? Why? Because it sounds like the Red Knights from Reading. And also, that is where uh, your boy went. Who's the quarterback from? Uh, Patrick Kansas? Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. That's right. That's right. All right, folks. So follow uh, these picks from Dean Thomas tonight. These picks from tonight. And it has been a wonderful day today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And I hope. Did you enjoy the year that we had here at Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3? I'm Dean Thomas. That is Stone Labanowitz. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the holidays. That's right. And don't do anything stupid. Happy New Year, folks. Peace out.